Welcome back to Millennial Hollywood Season 1, Episode 2. I'm your host, Dakota T. Jones, and today we are talking to a writer of one of your favorite hit comedy series, so make sure you stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. She in the spotlight, and she turned my head. What is up, guys? I love this song. Me too. It's so fun. It works. Yes, it does. It gets the job done. Yeah. (laughs) Well, hello and welcome back to Millennial Hollywood, Season 1, Episode 2, and today we are talking... To a woman who's wrote some of our favorite episodes of Freeform's hit comedy series, Young and Hungry. And now she will be a published author with the April 11th release of Young and Hungry, Your Complete Guide to a Delicious Life. life. Hello and welcome, Diana Snyder. How's it going? Good. So excited to be here. I'm so excited you're here. Okay, so this is amazing. This is exciting. So exciting. And we'll get to this later, but like, how cool is it that you're going to be like, like, have you been an author before? I've this... not been an author before, and I feel like fans are going to freak out. We have so many fun little tidbits from the show, from Gabby's life, Yay. the recipes, the life advice. Like, it's really fun. That's exciting. And it's co-written by um, Gabby... Gabby Moskowitz, who is, who is the... the real-life Gabby who um, oh, wow. inspired the show. So she's got great recipes, that some of which Gabby's actually cooked for Josh on the show. Wow. So you can make them at home for your own Josh. That is so <laughs> cool. That's awesome. Well, where can everyone find you on social media? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. I'm at Snyder Remarks, okay. and I'm on Twitter at Snyder Says, S-E-Z. All right, and you guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Mr. Dakota T. Jones. And let's go ahead and get into this. Okay, yes. so you're a writer on Young and Hungry. Mm-hmm. How long have you been a writer on the show? I have been, well, I've been on the show since the first season. Okay, cool. But I've been on staff as a writer on the show uh, since season two, when okay, they brought awesome. me up to staff. Yeah, I started out as a writer's assistant. Okay. Um, and then season two... Uh, someone left to go on another show, and I got really lucky, and wow. they bumped me up to staff writer. That is so awesome. So mm-hmm. what does a writer's assistant do? Okay, so writer's assistant is usually your first job in Hollywood mm-hmm. or, or production assistant. In this case, I was a writer's assistant. So what you do is you're literally just sitting at a screen, and all the writers are pitching stuff, and you're just trying to get it as fast oh as you can. Gosh. So they're like, okay, and this, and this. Did you get that? Did you get it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. I got it. And then oh, they're like, then when gosh. you do the actual script, all the writers are pitching, and you're kind of sitting at a desk behind. You're just... Typing, typing, typing. They're like, okay, and then Gabby says this, and they're like, da, 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 da. and they're like, okay, there's wow. a comma there, da, da, da. and so you're just trying to get everything as fast as possible, get great notes. You know, sometimes the notes at the end of the day, when everyone's jumping in, then Josh does this, and then Elliot says this, and then wow. Yolanda smacks him across the face, <laughs> and then you got to get all the notes together. And sometimes they're 15, 20 pages, and you got to organize it. That's and insane. it's usually your first job in Hollywood, and it was mine um, before you kind of wow. get onto staff. On the yeah, show. everyone always says like. Um, they're like a PA or a production assistant. That sounds even harder than a production assistant. Like, I mean, a PA is very hard, but that very sounds hard. very stressful. Yes, it definitely is. <laughs> that is so cool, though, that you got to, like, move up, and now you're a writer of the show. Um, so what is the writer's room like? Because I've always wanted to kind of go in and see. I mean, I'm sure it's just, like, a room with table and papers and yes. everything. But is, like, like you said, it sounds like the energy is high. You're trying to get all the ideas. The energy is super high. In our room, we have one big conference table, and then we have like 11 or 12 writers that sit around, and we usually start off pitching an idea. My boss will come in, David Holden, who's amazing. He created the show. And he'll come in, and we'll all pitch ideas. We'll be like, okay, I just want this really bad date. Maybe Sophia could go on a bad date, and then this is what could happen. And then someone will feed off your energy, be like, yes, exactly. And then, because when I was in an Uber, this could happen. Yeah. And then someone's <laughs> like, oh my god, and then this could happen. And then she could fake a reservation. And whatever the stuff yeah. is, people b- pile it on. 
eventually we have all these whiteboards that are around the room and someone will say once we have enough of the story kind of like a beginning middle and end like she thinks she's so excited it turns out the guy's crazy yeah you know or he has kids or whatever it is and then we put it on the board um and we just do like act one act two act three and literally go beat by beat of what the episode is wow um and put it up there that's so crazy pitching that's on like, jokes at the same time that's a whole everything. scientific formula like everything on the yeah board. That it is really is neat. that's so really cool is. i love kind of learning those behind the scenes things that go into making a show because a lot of people think oh okay like the actors show up and then they just start like no <laughs> that is not it like you know the actors are incredible amazing amazing, amazing but at the show. same time you need something to go off of and the fact that you guys can throw together these amazing episodes every week and have so much thought and detail going behind them and also the fact that I saw on your comments on Instagram that like last week's episode you were saying like the whole reservation thing and that your boyfriend had done that before and yeah. like taken someone's name. So it's so cool you get to put in your own. Oh my gosh, and to be honest, I. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I've done that before at the Genius Bar. We've all been there. Your laptop's broken. Yeah. You need to get that appointment. You're like, that's me, Melissa Rosen. Yes, yes. That's and then, me. <laughs> like, we've done it. I, I mean, I've done it. Yeah. And um, yeah, a lot of times stuff from real life finds that's its so way. Cool. Funny stories from your real life kind of always find their way into That's the show amazing. somehow. You go on a bad juice. I think that was my pitch first when I was a writer assistant. I'd gone on a bad juice cleanse. I'm like, Elliot, Yolanda, they could go on a juice cleanse. Yes. I was like, yes, that's it. So it's always stuff from your life that yeah. kind of makes its way And then I'm the sure show. it's so much fun to be like, oh, hey, like that's my life. Like I, yeah. I, I did that. That's so cool. Um, so how many writers are on this show? We have 11 this season. Uh, there's one writing team. So it's like two two guys that kind of write together. So mm-hmm. I guess... They count as one, but they're they're two people. Yeah. So including them, it's eleven. Okay, cool. And this is you with some of them on set, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's so fun. They're great. That's... They seem like a bunch of characters. Oh my god, we <laughs> the four of us actually share one office together with a basketball hoop. Oh my god. So gosh. we'll be pitching jokes and like they'll be just tossing a basketball and like I'm the only girl in there, so I'm like, guys, guys, can you just eat your gross food and stop playing basketball that is outside? So funny. But no one listens to me, but it's great. <laughs> that is hilarious. What's your relationship with the cast like the cast is amazing um they're so 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 talented uh i I mean oh yeah that's me and jonathan right there emily's been amazing amy kim rex i mean they're all just so talented they Mm -hmm. nail their lines every joke we're just really i think this show is so lucky because we really have an amazing cast that's yeah. just naturally funny that's awesome it's just naturally, whenever, naturally funny yes definitely whenever you guys are um at the live taping is there times where i know that sometimes there's the lines aren't working like for like one specific thing like maybe someone's not laughing as much as you thought and they have like the swing lines i think they're called or like the yeah so we yeah. call them alts okay and so wednesday nights on the show and thursday nights we usually stay late pitching on alts so alts okay. are like you have a joke, and just in case that joke lands, or just in case it gets old, because, you know, we do, every show we do, like, let's say three or four takes, right. and it's hard to laugh at the same joke every single time, so usually we'll have a couple of alt jokes, alternative jokes, that we could kind of 
feed in yeah. so it doesn't get repetitive. That's so cool. So you sometimes will will you run up to the cast in between takes and be like, okay, so now try this line. Yeah, so we typically feed everything to David and then okay. he's the creator and he'll kind of run on the show and, and give them the new line. But it's great, especially if you're a writer's assistant or if you're on a show and David creates this really collaborative environment where anyone can kind of like come in and pitch a joke. Like I remember when I was a writer's assistant, my first big joke was Josh was dating Jilly. Do you remember that? The little oh, chef? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Gabby was all upset that, like, she was doing her job. And then we needed, like, a joke at the end. There was no kind of, like, ending joke for the scene. It wasn't like yeah. And I remember being like, what if Yolanda just says, how come she doesn't do my job? And then... <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then it was like, okay, we're doing it. And it got a big laugh. And it's, like, the most amazing feeling when you so get fun. an alt. And it was, it's really, really fun. That's, so I, I bet, I bet you're sitting there, like, the pressure's there. And you're like, we need this. And then you say it, and then it works. And everyone laughs. And yeah. you're like, Totally. I did that. Yeah, like, that's yeah, yeah. So exciting. It's awesome when that happens just live. That is so cool. And during the live tapings, you sit behind the monitor, right? Which is, which is, do you sit uh-huh. behind here with the director and all everyone? So we kind of like sit and stand around and go get food and pitch jokes. Yeah. And it's a, like, yeah, we tape every single Friday almost from, I would say, six to like nine ish. Uh-huh. Um, so it's a late night for us, so but we're cool. there. Yeah, we're there pitching jokes. That is so fun. Keeping track of what scenes we're on. And yeah, it's, it's a really fun environment. I love working on a live show because oh, yeah. you just know when things are, and when things are working, which on our show, luckily, usually everything does. It's just the momentum and the energy is yeah. just so much fun. That is so fun. I actually went to a taping not too long ago um, as a guest of Rex. Oh and my god! He brought me in, and, and you guys have some amazing food there. Like he <laughs> took me through the food line, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like amazing Too food. Good Dakota. Too I good. know. And then it was amazing because I was there for the mid-season finale, and so I know what's ha- what happens, which I've obviously sworn secrecy. But yeah, it's so fun because I got to run behind the monitor, <gasps> and Rex was like, "Come on!" So he brought me on the stage wall, like everyone was watching, and I got to like go and be behind there and. Um, like Emily Osment was standing there and the director and David like David everyone was yeah. there and I was just like oh my gosh like I'm standing next to these people while watching the mid-season finale that's amazing so exciting it's an amazing um, mid-season finale I completely agree It's it would be considered a mid-season finale correct? yeah I think so okay. I think so I think sometimes they do 10 episodes sometimes they do 20 but yeah I think they're airing us in, in groups of 10 so yeah okay, I think cool. it's mid-season yeah okay yeah. that's so exciting well I'm, I'm so excited to see because I know what happens but I want to know how it led up to that mm-hmm. so like I, I know the the ending of what's happening but I'm like okay how did that happen like I need to see all the episodes I know. beforehand I know <laughs> that's so cool yeah. um no go ahead no no I was gonna say so who is your favorite character to write for Ooh, that's a really tricky question I would say Gabby yeah only because I think I most like her and I think in the rooms Karen Lucas who's a producer on the show a lot of times will be like you're like Gabby what would Gabby do yeah. like you're always doing like crazy shenanigans and like causing situations and not telling your boyfriend things but then admitting to things and then being crazy and oh have gosh. scheming we- weird plans <laughs> like what would you do what would Gabby do so for that reason I love writing Gabby because She's has such a good heart, but she kind of goes about things in the completely wrong way. Yeah. So I feel like she's, I feel very connected to that character. That is I'm like, so I get funny. it, girl. I get wow. it. Wow. <laughs> that must be exhausting sometimes because I can't, sometimes with Gabby, I'm like, I can't keep up with this girl. I know. But if you relate to her in a lot of ways, I'm like, wow, how do you keep up with yourself? I can't, Dakota. I've always, <laughs> there's always something happening. Yeah. That is so funny. Um, so I also want to show this awesome photo of you and Jonathan. Yeah. That is so cool that you guys get to like, you know, hang out and, and like that you're responsible for like his lines and everything. Like that's just such, such a cool dynamic to be able to be like, yeah, like these characters, I've helped create a life for them, but also these 
actors will also take and kind of do their own spin on things as well, right? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things, especially it's funny you talk about Jonathan because with us, from the first season, we were really trying to find what what's Jonathan, what's um, Josh's, what's, what's fun, what can we do, what can we add more? We had a great character for him, but we really want to connect it more to who Jonathan is. And yeah. I think we've really found his character. I mean, Jonathan just plays, like, cocky so well yeah. and so funny. There's really <laughs> no one that does it better than him. He just plays that mm-hmm. cocky Josh swagger, but he's, like, a tech nerd and he's secretly a little teddy bear, yeah. like, so so well. That is he really so. Awesome. Plays His that. character is hilarious, yes. and just seeing like the ni- dynamic between um, Josh and Gabby is hilarious. They're two different people, but they love each other in a sense, and they they try to make it work. But just uh, keeping up with them is the most fun and exhausting thing. <laughs> yeah, great. it is. It is because he's so logical and serious yeah. and trying to get things done, and she's just like crazy and flighty and has all these plans. But I think ultimately. Here's hoping that's why they work. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> we'll Here's see. hoping. Yes, fingers yeah, crossed. We'll see. Um, so I want to go ahead and get into the writing process. Mm-hmm. I would like to ask you, what was what are like the first steps that are taken um, like before writing a script? Okay, so before writing a script, especially on this show, mm-hmm. we have all the beats on the board. And so in Young and Hungry, we do we call it an A story and a B story. So uh-huh. I'm going to try to explain this as best as I can. Yeah, yeah. The A story is usually Gabby's story. So mm-hmm. whatever's going on with her, the big story involving Sophia, involving Josh, that's usually the A story. And then the B story is usually an Elliot and Yolanda story. And then we feed in those stories through Act 1, Act 2, and Act 3. Yeah. We have like different beats for them. But typically, we don't start writing until we know all those beats. Okay. So, I'll give you an example. Let's say this: the episode is Gabby's trying to set up Sophia with... I'm just making this up. Elliot's crazy rapper brother. Uh-huh. And... She tries to make it work, and then the, the second break is it, it doesn't work, and he turns out to be crazy, and the third beat is this. We have all of that sort of, like, thought out yeah. beforehand, and then we go off to script, and then how we do it on this show, typically people get scene assignments. So they'll be like, okay, Diana, you write Crazy Gabby really well. She has this big, long speech at the end. Like, go write that. Okay, you guys are great with those Elliot Yolanda jokes. You go write that. And we kind of divide it all up, and mm-hmm. then we put it into one big document, and then we edit it, all wow. the scenes together. Mm-hmm. And we kind so of comb cool. through it and yeah. make it what it is. Because you have to comb through it because it's like, I think, what is it, 28 minutes at, when you take out commercial breaks or something along? it's a little less than that. It's like less? 23, 24, 23. Okay, but it's okay. still long. I mean, our scripts are like 41 pages. Wow. So you yeah. have to like put all this stuff in there, and then sometimes there might be really good stuff, and you're like, we have to comb through some of it to get it down to like 23, 24 minutes. That can be hectic trying to... Because I know, like, as a writer, you must love everything that goes into it. So having to kind of take things away or, like, take certain lines away, it's probably hard. It's like dissecting something, trying to get it just right. We always talk about that in the room, especially with those guys we're always talking about, how if you have a joke that's made it from you submitted a scene, we've edited it, then we've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We we do um, a rehearsal every single day up until the show. If you made if your jokes made it all the way through, it's like gold star. You win. You yeah. win. Your jokes made it because a lot of the times, yeah, things change and mm-hmm. jokes have been heard a couple times and we we get them out. But when when you've had something that's kind of made it to Friday's show, it's like oh my god, that's so great. fun. Yeah. That is awesome. Um, let's see. So how long does it typically take to write an episode? So let's say you have an episode that you're filming next week is it something where you film or you start writing the week before or is it something you do months ahead of time and have like a bank of scripts 
So for us, we're on a super tight schedule. So we are shooting 20 episodes this year. We're going boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. So typically it's written the week before. We've we've thought of it, hopefully, um, we we hopefully have broken the story a couple of weeks before or a month before and we have the idea of it. Then we actually go to write it. And then how it works on our show and a lot of sitcoms is Monday we have something called a table read Uh where the actors' normal clothes are just sitting and they read the lines and we kind of hear the flow of it. We make changes. Tuesday, we have a producer's run-through where we see it on the sets and the producers give us notes mm-hmm. and we go home and make changes. Wednesday, we do a network run-through where the network sees it, we see it, we go back and we make changes. Thursday, we pre-shoot stuff, meaning any stuff that's too hard to shoot in front of a live audience, yeah. like if it's outside or requires some kind of stunt, we shoot that on Thursday. And then Friday night, it's the show. So we are tweaking and tweaking and rewriting and rewriting almost every single day of the week wow. up until that Friday show. That is crazy. And I know you guys usually do like the pre-taping on Thursday and then on Friday it's the live show, but um, Rex was telling me that there was like three episodes where you didn't have a live audience, which means there's a lot of stuff that you guys were shooting either outside scenes or very yeah. complex scenes. And so I'm excited to see those too because that means that you guys must have had to put even more effort into it just because it was so complex, I'm Yeah, sure. and those are definitely... I mean, I love the live audience. There's something yeah. really nice about being able to hear when something works, and yeah. and it's so much fun. But yeah, we've definitely had some really crazy, amazing, fun locations this That's year. That's awesome. Yeah, we, we pre-shot. That is exciting. I love... I love... I, like, um, I think one of the big things that I remember being one of the first episodes that I... Was like they must have had to really go on location for that. Was the whole Coachella thing? Yes, we <laughs> did. Yeah, that was so cool. Like with a bus, and then like there was that wedding, you know? Yeah. And, or no, what was it like a reception? You know where where someone was selling. Josh oh my gosh, that was at it. the CBS lot. Yeah, oh at Elliot and Alan's wedding. Yeah. You know what? It looked so good. I was on set for that. I wish I had brought a picture. What's funny is it looked so big, but it was truly outside of the CBS cafeteria, really? literally on a patch <laughs> of grass. And, like, there's, like, a little patch of grass outside the CBS cafeteria. It's, like, Taco Thursday. People are lining up. And we've created this, like, beautiful, intricate wedding. It was amazing. Wedding. Yeah. That's so, so funny. It's so funny. Like, sometimes you can create... Um, in, in fact, what was that movie, Zero Dark Thirty? Okay. With, yeah, yeah, okay. So that's where we did Coachella. Oh. Is that they have this, like, desert area. I think it's past... Palm Springs area, and that's oh, okay. where we shot all the Coachella stuff. Wow! So you guys had to go kind of far. Yeah, it was like that. so in the in the California desert a little wow. bit. But yeah, so Zero Dark Thirty and Young and Hungry were shot in the same spot. That's I believe. so fun. So that's pretty cool. Do you have any like I don't know I don't know like do you have any peeping toms basically while you were on in the desert or was there pretty much no one around? So I was on location for that when oh, I was okay. back in the room writing, but um, I, I think they tried to have a pretty yeah. a pretty close set because that that's, that's hard because whenever you go out. Um, on location there's people and, and you know it's kind of a harder environment to try to keep people out absolutely I'm sure I'm sure it would be one of those things where you'd be like alright guys you know we, we can't have yes. you watching this because I can see them lining up trying to like get a, get a glimpse it's true with the extras yep. the weddings and all yeah all those episodes anything that requires a lot of people yeah ends up being a little bit of a fiasco yeah I'm sure <laughs> so what steps does the script have to go through in order to get approved by the network is it one of those things where, like you said, it's like at the table read or something like before that? Or is it something where you have to submit it and then sometimes they might be like, okay, this is good, but you're going to have to change this? So we always give the network or try to always give the network an outline ahead of time. Okay. Um, so usually they have an outline and so they kind of know what the script looks like. And then based on that outline, they'll give us notes and 
Freeform's a great network. They really yeah. are. Um, they give us really smart notes. So they'll look at that outline. They'll say, you know, you might want to change this or would this be more interesting? And, and they give us feedback. And then we take that feedback and then change the outline a little bit, ch- adjust the script accordingly. And then after the table read and throughout all those rehearsals the network is they're very involved they're giving us notes they're tweaking things um but it's it's a very i think tv is really fun because it's a super collaborative process you know um it's kind of not like movies where you're off and you're doing your own thing it's everyone has a voice on this show and that's what's really cool about david especially is on this show like the writer's assistant you can pitch if you've got a great joke you can pitch it if you are the script supervisor if you are I don't know, the legal department. Like, yeah. whatever it is on this show, um, pitch it. Like, it, we have a very open, really fun show. Yeah. And I think that's what's great, especially um, if you're trying to get a job in a show and, you know, you're nervous about what do those entry-level jobs look like. I think take it. Take any job you can get. doesn't matter if it's in catering. doesn't matter if it's walking someone's dog, which I've totally done before. Yeah. Do it. Because... Yeah you'll take those jobs and you never know who you're going to meet and sometimes you might pitch an idea and then it'll get in and then it'll lead to something and next thing you know you're super famous. Yeah, So exactly. I'm all about that. That's amazing. That's so cool. I love the fact that your your whole dynamic at Young and Hungry, it's so inclusive and, and loving environment where everyone has a voice and everyone's able yeah. to, to pitch things or, you know, that's, that's exciting because a lot of places are very like strict with how they do things and obviously there's a structure but being able to have that freedom of everyone feeling like they're a part of it is a huge deal huge. and probably is plays out to why it's a huge success because it's given so much love. It, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's so cool. So, okay, so how long does it take from, which you kind of answered this already in a sense, but from when you write it to whenever it is taped? Is that pretty much like a week's time or? A week or a little bit more. Um, a week or a little bit more, I would say. We're constantly write, rewriting throughout the week. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, like this, we usually start up again every summer. So I would say there's a couple of ideas that we had, let's say, in August that mm-hmm. we might not have shot until October. Yeah. And then now won't air until now like March so yeah. you know it's it's funny because stuff that's airing now like Valentine's Day I think we wrote that in like October November time wow. so like Thanksgiving and so now it's airing and it's like almost summer so yeah it's it's fun to be a part of that yeah so by the time the you guys tape it is months yeah before it's months later yeah. yeah that's crazy well I am so excited that season five is here I think we're on season five episode three next week right or four yeah season so five episode, episode three, three yeah. which is a really fun one uh, we have Heather Dubrow yes. on the show, who I, everyone is like making fun of me because I totally, <laughs> believe me, I fanned out over Betty White too, like oh, yeah. I flipped, but Heather Dubrow, Real Housewife of Orange County, I'm a huge <laughs> fan, I was totally freaking out, I was like, Heather, tell me everything, I need to know. That she is so funny. She is awesome, she's a great actress, she actually started out acting, so we have her on the show and she plays this kind of like Bethany Frankel, kind of Martha Stewart-y type of woman who's yeah. very business savvy and wants to do an app with Josh but as always Gabby weasels her way in yes. and pitches Natasha an idea and you'll have to see what happens but that is so funny. I can't wait to see that episode because I saw some promo photos and stuff <laughs> and I was like this is gonna be so good <laughs> so funny so whenever you write an episode is it one of those things where you're like you know what? I could really see um DeBrow in this episode like is it or like you know Betty White is it one yeah. of those where you're like okay we're writing this I think it'd be great if Betty White was in this oh my gosh yes and I feel like with Betty White 
we were always, you know, pie in the sky. We were always like, oh, it'd be great to get Betty White on the show. Yeah. It'd be amazing to get Betty White in the show. Um, but Andy Kadiff, who's our director, actually directed Hutton Cleveland, which Betty oh, White yeah. was on for many years. Yes. So he had a nice relationship with her. Um, Rachel Sweet, who's a writer on our show, was also on Hutton Cleveland. So a lot of people had relationships to Betty. We put in that phone call. We were praying that we got her. Um, and then once we did, I think we had actually maybe a different way to go mm-hmm. with Valentine's Day. Um, oh, yeah, we did. We had, Instead of the dress, she, she got the ring initially, and then she dropped it, and then a mouse ate it. Oh, <laughs> the initial yeah. thing. And then she was going to have to make a cheese souffle oh. to get the mouse to come out with the ring. That was the initial Valentine's that Day before so Betty White came. That yes. was what it initially was. And then... We found out that we got Betty White, and then the mouse was bye-bye. You're like, bye. Bye-bye, mouse. Yeah. It was a sad day. I like that's, the mouse. That's so funny, But it was though. better to get Betty. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I mean, you can always get the mouse to come back. Yes. I'm sure his schedule's free. Yes. But Betty, you know, that's amazing. And I found out that it's actually, I think, multiple episodes with her, t- two so far, right? Is yeah. what they've released so far on, on social media. Mm-hmm. I've seen. That's two exciting. Episodes. So to, not only to get Betty White, but to get Betty White twice. Like, oh my God, we we killed it. That is yeah, amazing. It's amazing to have her. That it's is so, so fun. fun. Yeah, it's just I can't believe it's it's one of those things. Whenever you have such a successful show, it does attract celebrities and and people. Will be like, yes, I would love to be on that show because yeah. it's a huge show. And and to get to a place where you're like, I, we can pretty much get who we want on the show, and that's that's a big testament to how great the show's doing. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I want to get into, like, how you got here, in a sense. So, um, like, growing up, was this always something you pictured yourself doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I always wanted to write. um, I was that kid making, like, you know, the Thanksgiving play for my family and, like, the Halloween show. And, like, I would totally be, like, dressing up my little sister and, like, my cousins and stuff. So I kind of got bit by, like, the writing bug pretty early, I would say. Yeah. That is so cool. I, it's one of those things I remember when I was little, I would be creating all the Thanksgiving things and <laughs> yeah. everyone would be like, all right, Dakota, like, do we really have to sit here for 30 minutes and watch you and your cousins, like, go off on this tangent about, I don't know, I just love that. Because that's one of those things at young age, you you get a sense for this kind of a thing and you want to go for it. And that's the best thing to do as a kid is you're able to kind of take those initial steps yeah. to kind of make your creativity happen which is and you're which not is scared awesome. you know and you're yeah. kid, you're just doing stuff and and having fun with it you know there's not as much pressure exactly as when you get older and you're like oh my god this web series needs to get a million <laughs> views and be so funny <laughs> i know exactly there's a lot less pressure yes um so did you go to school for writing mm-hmm. i went to nyu awesome. uh, yeah they have this school called tish and it's like an acting writing i, I don't act but it, they have a writing and like film and tv program so i studied there and it was like so helpful like they broke down every single process and um, awesome. but tish is very se- i love tish they it's very serious they have a lot of very serious filmmakers and i was usually one of the only girls being like i want to make a rom-com yeah. <laughs> and like, what <laughs> like we're studying fellini right <laughs> like, exactly okay miss congeniality is my favorite movie yeah. and like i was kind of that girl a little yeah. bit um but I think kind of working, it's like there's, I would say TV structure is TV structure, yeah. whether it's, you know, like Citizen Kane or Friends, like it's all kind of the same yeah. in that way. Um, but yeah, NYU was great for that. That's so awesome. That's really cool. And bringing back to what you said about like Friends, I feel like Gabby and Josh are like the Rachel and Ross. One Definitely. million percent. <laughs> Which is so cool because <laughs> I've watched literally every single episode of Friends. So being able to kind of get on a show that I love that is not not like them but like is in a sense 
it has the essence of yeah. them. It's so exciting because I'm like, yes, like that's one of those things where their relationship attracts so many viewers just because it's so intricate and funny and just seeing it fail and then get back together and it's just one of you you love watching other people's pain in a sense like you love watching other people mess up and try again it's so fun absolutely and it's like who hasn't had a relationship like that do you know what i like i think everyone in their early 20s is like the amount of times i've heard my friends be like okay i'm dating this guy no i'm not dating this guy no he hasn't texted me now he's texting me now he's my boyfriend oh my god i'm not talking to him i hate him yeah it's like i think that's kind of like the natural early 20s teen relationships exactly. you know that's <laughs> it's so funny um so what was the first memorable thing that you wrote in a sense was it like in college or was it like you said back whenever you were doing the plays in front of your family Let's see. I would say I did this web series um, after college. My first, my first job after college, I was a personal assistant to a Hollywood actor, which was amazing and crazy, and I learned a ton. Wow. Um, but then after that experience, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to be a personal assistant forever. Maybe I want to write something. Yeah. So I wrote and directed this web series called Skirts and Ladders, and it was about this girl who works for this boss and she doesn't really want to do this but she's not really sure what she wants to do next but she's got a lot of energy and heart and hustle and um I wrote that and it was really really fun and that was kind of the first time I was like oh tv like they were kind of like three five minute episodes and I was like tv is really fun like you get to kind of stay with these characters and see them grow and do different things every week and I think that was sort of like the launching the launching that's incredible so that was like your first project after um college yeah that's exciting that's so fun that's awesome and then after that was it um was it young and hungry after that Yes, I was. I worked for an actor for like two and a half years, mm-hmm. um, and then I was like, "What do I want to do next?" And I want to write for a show. Yeah, and I had been out to LA um, only once with my mom, and my mom wouldn't let me drive in LA, so she drove me to all my meetings. Oh. <laughs> so my mom, I'd be like, "Okay, I have a lunch meeting at the CBS lot," and like my mom would like drive like our minivan rental Aww. around and like. Hang out at Gilligan's Island away at the yes. CBS lot and be like, "Okay, honey, good luck." And I'd be like, "Thanks, mom." And I'm like, "Oh my god, this is Aww, totally embarrassing." That is so sweet. Yeah, though. that's awesome. And um, I one of the companies that I met with was the Tannenbaum Company, who produces this show. And then I literally did a Google alert on them. And then when Young and Hungry got picked up, I was like, "Oh my god, I need to get on the show. I need to get on the show. What do I do?" Yeah. And. I had been an intern um, many summers before at NBC Universal, and I knew someone who knew someone at Freeform, and I was like, please, please, I will call in this big favor, email someone, yeah. email someone, and get me on the show, Young and Hungry. I don't know why. I read the script, and I just feel like this is meant Something to be my you show. Want to do. That's so cool. Yeah. It was actually really crazy, because they made that phone call, and then David interviewed me over the phone, and someone told me, whatever you do... Don't tell him. I was still living in New York at that time. I wasn't even living in L.A. because oh, I grew wow. up in New York. Yeah. Um, and they said, don't tell him that you don't live in L.A. <laughs> because if anyone finds out that you've uprooted your whole life to work on this show, it's too much pressure. So I said, okay. Yeah. So we're doing the phone interview. It's going great. Finally, he asked me, so where do you live? Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. The only street I could remember in Los Angeles was Franklin Avenue. I don't know what. <laughs> so I was like, I live on Franklin. And he was like, oh, great. Okay, great. Can you start on Monday? And I was like, sure. And then I was like, oh my god, mom, I have to start on Monday. And I 
dirt up an apartment in LA. Oh my gosh. So that's so yeah, crazy. Yeah, we literally just like packed up. I like begged my mom. We like flew. I started the job and she like would find me an apartment and like wow. help me get everything set up while I was at work. That is so amazing. So it sounds like your parents or your mom is like super supportive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's incredible. That mm-hmm. is so fun. My parents are super supportive too. And whenever I first moved out here, I was almost 18 I was 17 at the time and they they totally like they thought there was a chance I might have gotten on like a show which it didn't end up working out but I they helped me uproot everything I graduated early I moved out here they stayed with me for a week and a half they made sure I had everything I needed I had my everything and then they they said goodbye and it's 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 amazing when you have that um like someone behind you that believes in you so much because that's so cool and I respect that you made that leap of faith and just came out here and that's incredible. That's a very awesome story to be able to be like, yes, this is where I started and I got here and I did my schooling and then I flew across the country. Yeah, I so think cool. you have to. And I would tell anyone out there who wants to be a TV writer or wants to be in the business, like, make the leap. Hopefully you can get a job wherever you are. If you're in Kentucky, if you're in Michigan, wherever you are. I did it from New York. Like, you can get a job um, and, and make the leap. And even if you can, I would say just do it. Make the yeah. leap. You'll meet people. You'll get a job. You, you can do it. That's amazing. I really believe that. I love, I love hearing people say that because it is scary sometimes, but you have to just do that leap of faith. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really cool. Well, I have some really fun game that I want to play okay, with you. Okay, yay. I like games. It's called Who Said That? Oh, God. Okay. And I have these. You can, it's, I have all the characters. Oh, my God. This is so fun. And so you can keep these. And so basically what you're going to do, I'm going to say a line, and you're going to try to guess of who you guys wrote that line for, and then you'll hold it up to this camera. Okay. Okay. Got it. I got it. Okay. So these lines are incredible. All right. Okay. So the first one, it's not strip poker, is it? I'm willing to risk my money, not my eyesight. Oh, this is a tough call. Okay. I think I got it. Correct! Yay! Yay! I know this show. Okay, yes. okay. I and can't be cocky yet. No, that's all right. You know, that is that is one of my favorite lines on the show. Because <laughs> yeah. he has so many great one-liners. It's I incredible. Know, he's the master of the singer. <laughs> yes. Okay, so, my mind is in the gutter, but my balls never are. Oh my god, I wrote that! <laughs> Did you really? Yeah! That is a great oh line. Oh my god, yes! I totally wrote that. that that's so, so fun. Okay. All right. Correct! That is a great line. Okay, so... It's like when my hair got cornrowed. It was a one-time thing in the past, and I totally regretted it. This is like an early line. Oh, oh, Gabby looking at the fridge. Yes, Boom! look at you go. Okay, so three out of three so okay, far. Okay, okay. okay. Last night after I called off my wedding, you're the person I wanted to see. Oh, classic line. Classic. I did not write that, but I wish I did. That's incredible. That line right there, like if, if someone didn't watch the show... And, and saw, like, that picture that had the line on there, like, Freeform post those uh, promotional photos with the line across it. If anyone just stumbled across that, that, that enough would make me want to watch the show and be like, cancel my wedding. What? And I, would, I know. I would click on watch it on the Freeform app. Literally got waterworks from that. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, we have, if I'm going to be showing all that skin, I got to go get waxed. Correct. Yes! Correct. I think that's five out of five. Oh okay. my god. Okay, my you're gonna agree scorecard. I hope it fits. I have hands like little starfish. Oh! Alan. No, Elliot when Alan proposed. Yes! Alright, you even like not only do you know the character, but you know like the situation of how it happened. That's <laughs> yeah, incredible. He thinks I'm adorable despite looking like Edna from The Incredibles. <laughs> oh my gosh. Gabby during the speed dating episode. Yes. Yes. 
Wasn't that the episode with um, Brent Bailey? He had like a beard at the time, I think. Yeah, yeah, He came in for our Young and Hungry After Show. He is funny. So funny. He was a great guest star. Okay, so it won't be the first time a guy passes out on me and I have to do all the work. (laughs) (laughs) That That was really funny. That was a great line. Um, I think it's... Correct. Correct. I think that was whenever um, the guy who she would took her to Drake or like a, a concert. Oh yeah. And she the had to writer write his for report. that article. Yes. yes. That was yes, great. That was a really fun one. And the last one. I'm not wearing the underwear that I want to die in. Oh, that's so funny. I, I'm gonna say. Correct. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you got all of them correct. Oh my gosh. I know my characters. That is amazing. I know Applause for sure. That's Thank crazy you. awesome. I love that because um, whenever I did this, I didn't tell you what the game was. I didn't no, tell you what we're going to be doing. And you got every single one of them. I'm super impressed. Okay, so let's talk about wrapping this up a little bit. I want to know, what do you want to do next? Obviously, you want to continue with Young and Hungry, but what's something like an unaccomplished dream that you always wanted to do, whether it be work on another television show, television show or work on movies? Mm-hmm. My big dream long-term, um, oh, I'm super happy at Young and Hungry, but I think... Eventually, I definitely want my own show. Um, cool. I think that's that's every TV writer's dream. But yeah. I mean, I love writing for girls. I mean, I'm a twenty-something girl. I totally get what it's like to have big dreams, and you've got your hustle on. You're trying to make it work, but yes. there are obstacles in your way, and you're doing everything you can. You're walking dogs at night. And you're driving Uber. And you're just <laughs> trying to do everything you can. Like, I want to tell those stories about girls who are hustling, who are trying to make something of themselves, um, whether you know, they're in a law office or they're in a high school or they're running for school president or yeah. whatever it is. Um, I want to tell those stories. That's like so exciting. I love that. And one of the things where I know that I don't think it ended up happening, but the Young and Sophia spinoff, mm-hmm. I love that episode and I love the dynamic between Amy Carrero and Ashley Tisdale. Yes. And that whole thing is, is like, like you said, like the girl power, like trying to make it in the business and, and, and having all these obstacles and like... In, in Young and Hungry and that spinoff episode, I saw that so much. And it's an important thing to share with people because, um, you know, a lot of people try to pit women against women. But at the same time, it's so fun to see a show that, like, makes makes light of it in a sense. Yeah. And shows, like, if, if, if girls are having problems with each other, like, how silly it is and how it can be overcome. And I love that about the show. I think they're really, they really do a great job of trying to, to make light of that and, and, and make women powerful. Totally. I think Gabby and Sophia, they always have each other's backs. And- yeah. Um, it's fun writing those kind of stories. I loved, I mean, Devil Wears Prada is, like, my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. And, like, I would love to do, like, the TV version of that. Yes, of yes. <laughs> and also, okay, now it's free form. So, you started while it was ABC Family, right? Yeah. So, how much liberty have you gotten to write maybe more scandalous things or whatever, like, from ABC Family to Freeform? Because... Let me tell you, you guys are pushing the limits on some of these things. I know, things. I know. Um, yeah, we did some picks on uh, on two episodes ago that oh were my very gosh. scandalous. Yes, yes. Where Josh was like over yeah, here. Yeah, like, Josh photo was shoot. taking some uh, little shots. Uh, what do you call it? A penis panorama? Oh, like a, a panorama <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was um, yeah. We've totally been getting away with some stuff. I think I think freeform is really. Pushing, pushing the boundaries as, as best as, as we can, you know, keeping things funny and yeah. appropriate. But at the same time, like, I mean, we did an episode, I think, in season three or four where, like, Gabby got a gig from Logan to, like, make yeah. pot brownies. Yeah. And, like, we did that. and But she took one accidentally. And then, like, she's, t- you know, got an STD test. So yes. we've definitely done that kind of stuff on the show. And I think 
we do want to be telling more stories that I think, um, you know, younger people are experiencing. And I yeah. think, like, real real stuff, I think, um, I think Freeform is That's exciting. Into. It's yeah. giving you guys more liberty to kind of talk more about certain situations and kind of... I love it. I think it's it's great. Um, lastly, I want to talk about this book again. So, Young and Hungry, Your Complete Guide to a Delicious Life. Yes. Your name is right here. How does that feel? That's so incredible. Feels amazing. That is so fun. Feels so amazing. this will be out April 11th, correct? Yeah, on April 11th. It's actually available to pre-order on Amazon right now. I can go on, just click that pre-order page, and boom, you're there. That's amazing. Um, but the book's really fun. It, what it is, it's, it kind of ties in recipes in the show and themes of the show with advice. So I would say, like, Friends with Benedicts, the perfect yeah. Eggs Benedict recipe, and, like, how to be in a Friends with Benefits relationship, ladies. That is amazing. Like, that kind of stuff. You know, Girl Code and Rocky Road. Like, if you broke a Girl Code rule, you can patch things up with a batch of brownies. We will tell you how to make them, and here's how to do it. That is so, so cool. So it's mm-hmm. got, like, like life experiences plus the food you need to make yeah, to, to exactly. help you. Do they have the, the famous grilled cheese? That's what I want to know. The famous grilled cheese, I believe, is in there. But okay. if not, there's something if not. equally as good. Okay, all right. That's amazing. So this comes out April 11th. How exciting is that? And it has the foreword by Emily Osment. Yes, Emily wrote an amazing intro. It's beautiful and like ties everything together and talks about what she's learned from playing Gabby. So if you're a fan of the show and you're a fan of Emily, I think you're really going to connect to the That's book. That's so cool. I'm excited. Thank you so much for giving me a copy. Yes, of course. And she signed it and everything, so I'm super excited. I'm definitely going to be trying out some of the recipes because I'm really not a good cook and I'm wanting to learn. <laughs> me too. So that's incredible. Plus, it'll give me more motivation because I'll be like, okay, I want to cook something. Oh, and uh, let me see how I can make this relationship work real quick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love right? that. I know. That's so exciting. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Of course. Me. It's so much fun. It's been a blast. And let everyone know again where you can um, be found on social media. Yes. Okay, so I'm Instagram, Snyder Remarks, S-N-Y-D. E-R-E-M-A-R-K-S and Snapchat and Twitter at Snyder Says S-N-Y-D-E-R-S-E-Z Alright, I love your usernames, I love it like Snyder <laughs> Remarks, I love it Okay, and you guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Mr. Dakota T. Jones We will be, at, we will be back, whoa next week, season one, episode three with Megan Rinks she has a very special announcement, and she will be joined by Jack Ferry, and that's going to be exciting that's all I can say, because I'm not really sure what they're going to announce And I know you guys aren't supposed to know yet. So make sure you tune in. It's going to be so exciting. And we have more guests lined up for you guys every week here. So make sure you stay tuned. Follow the Popcorn Talk everywhere at the Popcorn Talk, After Buzz TV, at After Buzz TV. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to comment below. We love responding to you guys. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. And we will feature it on next week's show if you write a review. So we love you guys. We Thank love you so you. much. Thank you. Thank yes. you for watching. And write or watch Young and Hungry next week. Mondays at 8. Yes. Mondays at 8, baby. Stay young and stay hungry. (laughs) (laughs) From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.